Welcome Dodger fans. The Dodgers pull one out today in San Diego to avoid losing their fifth in a row. It was kind of a dismal week for the Dodgers, but we'll try and put a positive spin on it this week on Dodgers Wrap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Born and raised in South Detroit. <laughs> That's it. Put it in there wherever. You know? Oh, I know it's pretty easy to stop believing after a week that the Dodgers just had Dodger fans, but don't stop believing. All right? As bad as things are, there's still one win away from a 500 record. Oh, boy. Well, welcome back to another edition of Dodgers Rap 360 alongside a longtime Dodger fan and former comedian and current musician, Carrie Alou. How you doing? I'm Mike Conley. What's going on, Carrie? Uh, not much. Been to three games this season and uh, hope to get back to the stadium, to Elysian, to Vince Scully Avenue. Right. And see the boys some more. Vince Scully Avenue. Well, it took them 17 innings today, but the Dodgers were able to beat the Padres and stave off the sweep. They won 9-5. So, I mean, I guess it was a marathon, but at least they came out on top and don't have to make that trip up the five uh, with sour pusses on their face. Yes, yes. So that's good. A guy who was looking to be the GOAT today, one Mr. Yasiel Puig, mm. But then he ends up getting a big two-out single, uh, two uh, two-run single in the top of the seventeenth, uh, proved to be the game-winning RBI. So that, that's good to see. I mean, he um, he was lo- looking a little bit like the goat. He dropped that because uh, Maeda was going along good, and then that the umpire gets hit in the twig and berries with the ball on that bounce up, and that like delayed the game for fifteen minutes. And then when Maeda comes out to pitch, it's like the wheels come off, and then. It's almost like he's out of that jam. You know, he's got bases low, two outs. Then he induces that uh, Myers, I think, to hit that pop-up to right field. But Puig, because it's a full swing, but he got it at the end of the bat, Mm -hmm. he starts back or he doesn't, and then he breaks in too late, dives, doesn't make the play. Should have been a play he makes, but it goes his three runs, three-run triple. Yeah, I think these guys, you you, uh, react initially to the look of the swing, right? I mean, they don't hear it. They hear it just like the fan hears it off the bat. So. Absolutely. And if it doesn't sound like he got, didn't get all of it or if it doesn't sound like a broken bat, it's like off mm. that swing you, you make that initial step back. But, yeah, I mean, but at least the the, the kid showed uh, the wherewithal to stick with it and uh, gave a good at bat there in the 17th and, uh, like I say, played the two runs. Because mm. he, he was also kind of looking like a goat. Because then I think in the ninth with the game tied 5-5. He's on first, makes a good head as a heads-up play to take second on a ball in the dirt to A.J. Ellis. But then, like, two pitches later, A.J. gets down a bunt. And in that situation where you've got a runner on second and no outs, basically you don't even need a perfect bunt in that. You're just trying to get the ball down, make the third baseman mm-hmm. field it. That's exactly what happens. The Puig freezes and doesn't take third. So... And the AJ Ellis is going down first, like what? What? You know, I mean, it's like his initial reaction. I'm sure he's not trying to show up a teammate, but it's like, what are you doing? You know, obviously, you know the bunts coming. We go over the signs. It's like, so he he was lining up as a two time goat in that game. So he he was lucky to uh, 
Whew, lucky to uh, get that 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 single. What what's your feeling on Puig? I mean, is it time for this kid to here's, get some bench time? Here's the thing. Okay. The beginning of the season, the end of spring, the end of spring training, and the the first week or two of the season. And this is what I still remember. He seemed like he was going to have the season of his life right. this year. Maybe it's the warm relations with Cuba again or something. I don't know. But maybe personal things are all, everything's maybe coming together for the guy for whatever reason. Uh, Mattingly's not around, a new coach. And, um, you know, um, I guess what he's, he's getting himself out a lot at the plate now. Well, yeah, it seems like he was a lot more selective early in the uh, season. Like maybe, you know, because I think the book's out on him that he was um, kind of a first ball hitter. And, you know, it seemed like he got away with that the first, you know, three weeks of the season. He was taking the ball the other way and like looking like he's really making some advancements. The hitter was resulting in his batting average being good and then like the mid threes there for the first Mm -hmm. couple weeks. But. You know, now he's down to hitting about 240. And, you know, it seems like he's back to that. I'm swinging at the first pitch every time. I've seen him come up and go down on three straight. So I've seen him. I said I've been to three games so far. And in two of those games, he came up in key late situations to either tie the game or win the game or end the game. And he ended the game, basically, very quickly, too. And the fans in the bathroom afterwards have that little disgust, which you don't like that feeling, you know, because it was still a good game. But, you know, one of your guys is up there and you're just want him to come through you know yeah oh man yeah uh, dave roberts had a lot of pieces to use today right yeah i mean <laughs> dave well he emptied the bench i mean that's why uh you know you got pitches hitting the extra innings then you got pitch it pitches pinch hitting for pitches you know kershaw coming in kersh getting can, that bat. kersh can drive one hey I mean, you know, once you're down all pitches, he's the number one option. Yeah. You know? And then Kenta wasn't available, obviously, because, mm. uh, you know, he pitched, but uh, was already out of the game. You know, he, he deserved a better fl- fate. You know, Kenta pitched well enough. Uh, you know, but like you say, Puig dropping that ball, what, what are you going to do? You know, we're not going to, we won't bring it up anymore, right, Yasiel? <laughs> but, you know, th- those those runs shouldn't have been his fault. You know, he could. He, if he makes that play, you could easily see, you know, Kenta going six or seven mm-hmm. innings. As it was, he was only able to go five because they pulled him shortly after that. Charged him with the four earned runs, which are suspect. Uh, five <laughs> Ks and one walk. But, you know, and Rod Stripling gets his second win, this time coming in relief with mm-hmm. uh, three innings of two-hit, no-run ball. So that was uh, good out of him. He's slated to go on Tuesday, so now I'm assuming mm-hmm. they'll push him back. Uh, maybe we'll see somebody up from the minus. I don't think it's going to be Urias. Everybody calm down on that. But uh, we'll see him soon enough, probably sometime in June, I would say. What do you, what, what's your feeling on old Urias? Have you been following him? I have up? not he, been. He Please is, enlighten me. He is lighting up. He's their 19, 20-year-old stud prospect starting pitcher. Uh, but we pontificate a lot on this show about, especially with the bullpen being up and down and now currently in a bad Actually... This bullpen, and it was much maligned at the end of last year, and I thought the biggest question mark coming into this season was going to be depth at the end of the rotation, mm. especially after getting rid of Granky, mm. you know, mm. and then uh, question marks with the bullpen, which was pretty much horrible at the end of last year. The only guy you could count on was Kenley, you know, and then situational hitting. So the situational hitting is still horrible. The bullpen has been up and down this year, and I think the, 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 the starters have gave pretty game efforts. 
Yeah, well, I was just going to say Alex Wood is kind of a surprise. You think, what is this stuff this guy has? And yesterday it was all the off-speed and the braking stuff and career-high, what, thir- at least 13 strikeouts. 13 strike-up. Ks, yeah. And, uh, and in a position to win that game at some point. But, uh, you know, he, yeah, you didn't. Was he, uh, he's our three, I guess, now after my eight, I'd say. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, and I mean, Blanton's if you're reshuffling in. it, because I mean, because uh, the start of the year it was like Casimir was two, right? Then Maeda, and then Wood, and then Stripling, and but now I mean, if you're reshuffling, can, can Wood keep this up? This kind of that's the thing. This you, kind of two wins for every three, or two quality starts for every three starts. Yeah. Let's say. I mean, that'd be nice because he was usually one out of every two. You know, that was kind of like. And in the playoffs, you get one shot sometimes. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, I mean, he'll have to pitch. Yeah, but that that starts kind of a step in the right direction. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a, a hell of a line for him. He goes six strong, allowing two earned runs on four hits, 13 Ks in one walk. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is ridiculous. I mean, that's Kershaw-esque. 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 Whatever you said. Shawed. Shawed. But, um, yeah, so th- that that's an encouraging sign. I've actually thought in his past three starts he's looked pretty good. Mm. You know, he's keeping the ball down, and he, he's good when he keeps the ball down. It's kind of the same with Kazmir. But, uh, but Wood, yeah, I mean, 13 Ks, uh, career high, that is impressive stuff from him. And, you know, he showed flashes when he first came up with the Braves of being this type of pitcher. So when the, the Dodgers acquired him last year, I was quite excited. Mm. Uh, but then, you know, he'd be good for one stop, bad for the next, and didn't get any consistency. This is his first real consistency I've seen since he's come to the Dodgers. Granted, he hasn't been getting the results and wins and losses, but his past three starts, he, he's been good enough to win, you know. But they're yeah, gonna as, need him as a uh, as a uh, original Met fan. I can be both Mets oh. and Dodger. They both come can from. You? Well, look on the wow. hat right here. They both come from the Brooklyn Dodgers. So yeah, okay, you know it's, it's Mets playing read Queens your, though. Read your history. Well, that's you know, we don't want to get into a discussion about Robert Moses and politics of the 1950s. But <laughs> but uh, but. Uh, <laughs> But it's uh, but it's um, I'll remember the Cespedes home run in Game Three off Wood forever. Every I mean that yeah. launched, that you know, and it's unfo- it was unfortunate to happen to anyone, but it happened to him. So like every good start that he has, sort of goes Wood has goes in my mind to sort of chipping away at that. Yeah, you know, because the playoff go. memories are so you know they live a long time. Oh yeah, know? so much more vivid than yeah. the uh, than the Stella starts you have in May. Right, exactly. So. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like during this bat, so it's kind of a tough stretch. They win today. They had lost four straight, so they prevented from losing five straight, but they still lost like seven out of their last ten, I think, the Dodgers, uh, six out of the last nine or something. But they, you know, it's, they show signs of, of coming out. And this was really the coming into this stretch, you had the Angels, who were last in the, not anymore, but they were last in their division. Padres last in their division. And now we're coming up on Cincinnati, who's last in their division. So this was supposed to be the stretch of about 10 games where the Dodgers were supposed to rip off an 8-2 and, and, you know, start getting over that 500 mark to stay. Instead, they drop, you know, 
three out of four to the Halos, then two out of three to San Diego. What a difference. And who, who won? Kershaw was the stopgap in this whole 10-game stretch. As he always is, man. You know? As he always we is. We are witnessing Hall of Fame every start. Yes. So, I mean, those of you that have, uh, you know, young Dodger fans in your care, please get them out to see this guy as much as possible. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, what happens when he's up next contract? I think he's I think he's tied in up till through 2020. Mm. But after that, you know, he's going to be 32 years old. Are they going to re-sign this guy? <sighs> you better get out there, Dodger fans. Take those young Dodger fans out there. Check it out. But uh, so I mean, it was tough. It's kind of you can't really put anything on the Dodgers because the Angels have been playing spirited baseball as of late. They had won like four in a row, I think, going into that series. So they had kind of turned it around a little bit despite their record. Um, but you know, it it would have been nice to at least split with that freeway series, you know. But I mean, to to lose the one in Chavez was tough. And like I say, the only one. Oh, Kershaw, only one, only one in that series. And, I mean, he is just unconscious right now. He, You know, his, his line the other night, go ahead. No, I was going to say that was a thing in, in the last couple of years, especially 2014. I just, I'm, so I'm looking at the longer arc of things. No, I love it, yeah. There was this, that was the year I think he threw that no, the no-hitter, I think, was 14. And, okay. the, and they were so hot going into the playoffs. playoffs. But, um, you know, when it was him and Granky and Ryu, it was like every night they would each want to throw a no-hitter. They each wanted to, they were like in the presence of their own sort of greatness and, uh, and uh, the opportunity to be great. And you could see it in their eyes, you yeah. know? I don't know. What, um, how are the Diamondbacks doing? How is Granky doing? Granky is riding the ship a little bit. He had a good uh, outing today, but uh, he's... His ERA is still kind of up there. He had a couple rocky outings. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, it's happened to a lot of stars. Syndergaard, Lester. I don't know if Arietta's given up a ton of runs yet. But. Yeah. Well, Syndergaard's having a pretty good year. But, um, but Grinky, it's like, I guess, you know, take the money, whatever, take the security for your family. But he. He wasn't doing too well. I'm like, why go from Chavez Ravine, one of the best pitchers pox in the league, that to was, one of the worst hitters pox to Arizona? That was one of the funniest sort of press conferences when they, they uh, announced the new superhero and the super contract and give you the, the, the jersey to put on for all for everyone and answer all the questions. Yeah. And he sat there and he had did his homework and he basically said, it came down to, I'm a student of the game and I know the sabermetrics and this team can field, and it sure can hit. You know, Goldsmith and uh, a bunch of other guys on it. And, the, right. and he was saying, like, if I'm the beginning of a good staff here, we can go and do amazing things. And I was like, yeah, I, I believe that. You know yeah, what right. I mean? A lot of money on the line. And he, he, uh, he gave a very convincing argument at the podium. But, you know, we'll see as the contract plays out. Yeah, it'd be mm. interesting. I mean, so now instead of having that two-headed monster that we gave accustomed to the yep. last couple of years, yeah, three years, three straight division titles, mm-hmm. no coincidence. So, do you think the one-headed monster this year is going to be enough to get in the playoffs? That's tough. I mean, the p- pitching in the playoffs. I mean, the Dodgers lost by in the playoffs by a razor-thin margin having that two-headed monster and it showed that the three-headed monster is really where it's at sometimes well no then again the giants won with just Bumgarner right two years ago it's um 
I just think it's no coincidence. They've said this on the radio. So there's, it's no coincidence that it was Kershaw and Granke for those three straight titles. For the first run of three straight uh, division titles in the franchise's history, Brooklyn and L.A. Right. There was something about those, uh, the eye of the tiger. But uh, what do you think? I mean, I, I, I still have to see some. I, I, I don't think he can really give a six-year deal for 30, you know, no, million no, 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 to no. a guy that's 32. But, you know, plus when, you know, all the results were, uh, you know, just winning division titles, you know. And is, oh, is it worth locking up, you know, 57 or so million a year between two pitches if you're just going to get division titles and then lose? It's, you know, you're talking about a... An extra stolen base, uh, a, a, a cramped strike zone in one game of one series in one year and something. You know, it's, it's um, you know, Joe Torre like this, likes to say uh, anyone can win in a five-game series. And it, it either plays out like that or it plays out like a micro seven-game series. And this last one was a micro seven. You can't blame. I don't know. Um be happy with what you got? I don't know what I'm I saying. guess. I mean, well, I mean, just kind of looking early on, it, it's fine for the Dodgers to kind of still kind of feel in their roads and, like, have everybody get going and don't have too many stretches where you're going. Stay hovered around that, you know, you got to be around five, especially with the wild card. You have to be around 500. Anything can happen in September. Right. So then come August 1st, you hope you're over 500 maybe by you know five to seven games at least you know and then you just hope you're in you know six games of a, of mm-hmm. a playoff spot mm-hmm. and then just hammer it out in those last two months of the season so it, it was fine because nobody in the in the division was really running away with anything that being said the giants are starting to run away mm. so they just won eight in a row <laughs> And lost Friday to the Cubs, but then took two out of three from the Cubs. So they've won ten out of their last last eleven, mm. and then now they're hosting a three game set with the Pods. Mm. So it's like, granted, the Pods, as we saw this weekend, Dodgers firsthand, they're a little bit better now than they were that opening series right. where the Dodgers right. just shut them down entirely. But uh, still, going to the Giants, you got to think that's two more uh, three wins for the Giants, if not a complete sweep. So they're running away a little bit. And so it's it's time for the Dodgers to start playing better baseball. Yeah. And you know the the bullpen, it was really up and down, started down, then went up for a while, and then like was really horrible. Uh, you know, starting the end of last week and into this week, and then the last two days, they've been great. The only guy giving up runs is uh, Hanley. Hanley, unbelievable. Hanley and and Kenley and Ken- it's, <laughs> hello. Yeah. Thank you. And. Thank you. Uh, the tall guy. The tall guy. The I mean, so this bullpen, which is usually kind of referred to as Kenley and then roll the dice, is now yeah. like, uh, oh, my God, it's, we're seeing like maybe a chink in the ammo for Kenley. You know? I was uh, I was at a game and, um, oh, man, it was either against the Mets the other week or, or who else was in town? Uh, the Padres. And... Uh, in at Chavez Ravine and um, Hatcher comes in, who I think had a bad name from the season before. He kind of uh, was hot and cold down the stretch. 
And uh, he comes in, and they have a, a clock out in center field to count down during the commercial. And he's warming up, and he's firing right in there, right over plate, 96, 97. They throw to second base. They give him the ball. The clock goes to zero. Batter steps into the box, and he's throwing 96, 97 right outside the strike zone, low and away. <laughs> Can't get ahead of a guy. Ends up coughing up something, and it was just... It was just weird to see. You know what I mean? You, yeah. see, you see, you saw the game situation get away from him, and it was, uh, I don't know how he's been doing since then in the last two weeks, but people mad at him in the bathroom. People in the bathroom after that game saw him. This was still April. They're going, we need to make moves. We got to make some moves. <laughs> in the bathroom, drunk after a game with their kids, uh, just screaming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, obviously, despite this weekend, the only guy that you can really count on is Kenley yeah. in the long run. Yeah. Is Kenley. And uh so but so Dave Dave Roberts is just kinda like I feel bad for him because mm. he's just throwing dots at a dot board mm. for who like who do I bring mm. in to see if they can blow it this time? You know, which arsonist is gonna light it up when I, I bring him in this time? And it's like he he keeps going back to Pedro Baez because he kinda you he, know, throw he loves his arm. Yeah. yeah. But it's like if you throw it straight down the middle, guys are going to hit it. These guys are major league guys. And Hatch, you know, he's he's got given every opportunity for him to get going. And he he gave up some big uh, runs the other night, too. And J.P. Howell's put together, I've seen him put together great innings over the years. And, you know, he has. I you, mean, you remember the losses. He, he had a great four and a half months last year, mm. but then he was kind of in the tank the last yeah. six or seven weeks. So, uh, obviously, he can't hit because they had, uh, you know, Kershaw bat for him today. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, can, let's just spend a little time on Kershaw and just mm. just to put some numbers behind the ridiculousness that's been happening. So his start the other day versus the Angels, their only win in that series, uh, was the second game in um, Chavez. Uh, 5-1 win. He goes eight strong, giving up the one run. 11 Ks, no walks ridiculous mm. so now that's his sixth straight start with double digit k's and one or less walks so that's extending oh, his own record they said on the, they said uh uh sandy koufax never did that sandy koufax did five of those mm. on several occasions yeah but he never did six in a row and i think he just did the strikeouts i don't know if he had the less mm, than the one low or walks. low walks wow so this has never been done before and uh as far as the six straight uh, with double-digit Ks, that is a club record. And uh, the Major League record is eight of those, which mm. I believe is shared by uh, one Pedro Martinez in, like, 99, one of the sickest uh, yep. years for a pitcher ever. And a couple years ago, Chris Sale. Might have been last year or two years mm. ago. But uh, they both did eight. So, I mean, with the way Kershaw's going, he's going to have eight. So... Uh, and so now in May he's four and zero, with a zero point eight two ERA, forty eight Ks, and one walk. It's incredible. Yeah, his 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 K to walk ratio is twenty two, eighty eight Ks to four walks yeah. on the season. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's like the, uh, the that's going to shatter the Joe record. DiMaggio of pitching. Oof, yeah. old Joe D. Jackie Bradley Jr.'s coming for his record. I'll tell you, <laughs> he just has to get to fifty seven to beat that. That's thirty more. It's not even halfway. We're not there jinxing yet. anything here. No, folks. we're not jinxing. He's already halfway. There. That's a different show. You were listening. You can't earlier. jinx on the internet. That's a, <laughs> it's a new medium. There are new rules for these superstitions. Huh? Oh boy, and you, you got to. Uh, 
appreciate the housemates, the uh, the young kids that are living together. They were raking this week. Mm. So uh, your guy Trace, right? Trace, yeah, dude, he's killing it, right? Yeah. I mean, those jeans. I mean, his brother is, you know, in the NBA Western Conference Finals right now. Mm. So, uh, you know, Clay Thompson was his brother, right? Sure, I did. Now you I did. <laughs> Perfect. I know. I know his father, Michael, does a broadcast uh, during you, the day. There you go. That's it. There you go. Um, Four number one overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. So and so he's a stud, you know. He's got the jeans, and he's just got such a smooth swing. You know, he like yeah. he would fly out to the warning track. I think a couple times today. Just I was saying, Corey, Corey Seager's swing too. A skinny guy who stands his ground at the plate, and when he put brings those shoulders around, thing takes off. He, you know, he really looks like he's getting locked in now. Yeah. Past, past yeah. week and a half or so, he really looks locked in. He had a two-homer game. They they went back-to-back-to-back, the three housemates, mm. uh, with two double-homer games. So I think it was uh, it was Corey, I think, last Sunday. And then Monday it was Trace and then Jock on Tuesday. So, and all those guys live together. So, you know who doesn't live at that house? Yeah. Seal Puig. Because <laughs> everybody does not like him, it seems like. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I'm sure he's Give the a... guy a break. There's going to be a culture change. I'm sure he's fun on a dance floor. That's but, true. You know, I don't know. Maybe guys like to play beer pong or something back at their house. I have no idea. I mean, he sometimes he's like the other night in the ninth inning in a one-run game, he's like playing with animal crackers over by the camera. It's like in the ninth <laughs> inning, it's like, come but see, on, But see, when, when, when Juan Uribe was in that clubhouse, he was like this father figure to um j- be jovial and goof around but also tell them how badly they were screwing up right. you know what i mean and who's filling that role now right i wonder who is because yeah. it seems like maybe a chase utley but it's like you know I, no he leads but by example by example yeah. right and he's, sure. he's been leading great this year he's one of the only veterans that has kind of really come through on a consistent basis this year because he mentioned the young kids hitting and they have been pretty well hitting like most of the year mm-hmm. and it's these veterans that seem they need to get going well know? adrian that's the thing adrian has uh he's you know since he came to the team from the sacks he uh yeah. you know he basically led the team i probably in total bases for such long stretches you know and he was such a powerhouse it's the fastball and just a great hitter and wants that ring so bad almost like the he was almost the team captain kind of guy in 14 you felt like right and uh i don't know he just Striking out a lot, not catching up to stuff. He has a couple hits the last week, I know. Well, he, he, he was out for like really a f- slow for him. It, yeah, it's he's true. A back he had, issue or something? Yeah, he's got a back issue. Yeah. Kept him out of like four games, but he was back in there today. Um, I mean, that is a powerful veteran, powerful presence in that lineup. Yeah. yeah. So, um, did he go deep today? I think he might have went deep. Uh, maybe not. I'm just seeing. Uh, he has one. He had. He had. Uh, Couple walks today. He went in the and had a hit. One for mm. six. What are you gonna do? Um, but yeah, he has to start going get going. You see signs of uh Howie coming out of it. He's hitting oh, about three fifty over the last couple weeks here. And his versatility has really been giving the Dodgers, you know, uh a lot of benefits this year. He's playing a little third base, seeing how mm. you know Turner's kind of slow going. He had a yeah. But now it's had a couple like days off turn. It's Turner's. Like, Turner is an amazing hitter. Well, I mean, if it wasn't, he was yeah. great in the playoffs last if year. If it wasn't for Daniel Murphy doing what he did in that NLDS, basically, who matched him at bat for at bat was Justin Turner. Yeah, you know, incredible and just a great, great hitter. 
I, I don't know how he's doing this year, but love the. I call him the Red Menace. Oh. I want oh, since I'm here, get that nickname going. I Boom. think it's a great Red great Menace. Nickname. I love it. The uh, so the Red Menace is starting to hit a little good. bit. That was good. He had a homer the other night that looked like he was gonna, mm. you know, maybe give him the lead. It, it did give him the lead, and it looked like oh wow, finally get this guy going. And here we go. We can get a win. But then Kenley comes in and gives up a bomb to uh, Melvin, don't call me BJ Upton Jr. Uh, the other night. So then two walk-offs in a row. It was That's really right. kind Bartolo of a Colon hit one over Melvin's head the other week. That's Oof, funny. It's true. Uh, there you but, go. Uh, yeah. but then, but like to, to lose in that fashion, like yeah. the walk off yep. home run Friday night, then Saturday, the walk off walk, and then with, with the new guy in the bullpen, Sue, Sue, the, um, I think his name You're singing, is. You uh, singing Guys and Dolls? She's yeah. I, Oh. So I, I I told myself I was going to remember the pronunciation. Now I don't. But he's the latest guy up from from the minors, mm. and so they're carrying eight relievers right now. Because this is again, you know, like dots on the dot board. You know, Dave Roberts is just trying to find mm. some guys past this closer that can go and give him some innings, get him some outs. Because nobody's really outside. Maybe Blanton is really mm. kind of putting their stake in the ground and saying, "I'm a guy you can trust, Skip." Well, what he's really doing. What's that. your take on it's too early to sort of say, like you said, this is what he's dealing with now, so you can't really, you know, I just remember the first week that kid had a no-hitter and he had to be, felt he had to pull him and then answer and backpedal on the answer. Yeah. And but he's just trying to figure out the pieces still, right, two months in. Well, he's definitely with that bullpen. I mean, it's like nobody's, like I say, should giving him the consistency to really take that. Because, I mean, the way teams are now, especially in the Dodgers have to kind of look at being this type of team where they didn't re-sign Granke, is being one of those teams that, okay, maybe I don't have the stud starters, aside from Kershaw, obviously, but so maybe I have to go the Royals route and I have to build my bullpen. Mm. Well, you already have a sick piece, one of the top three closes in the game, if not the top, in Kenley Jansen, so you have that figured out. But like the Yankees, who kind of have all oh, the Kansas City, who you just point to their bullpens like, this is the way you do it. You St. don't Louis have that too, eighth right? inning guy, yeah. St. Louis, yeah. that seventh inning guy that those teams have. And it's like somebody's got to emerge. Me personally, I think that's going to be Urias. Mm-hmm. I think they're silly if they don't keep him down and just like, you know. Make him a surprise when he comes up towards the end of the year. He's and not a, nobody's seen his stuff. No, no uh, thought of making him a starter, or he is a he is a starter. Yeah. So, but you know, he's also nineteen, maybe twenty years old. So there's going to be an innings limit on him. So he may be in a situation where he's come up and he's already logged 110, 120 innings in the minors. And he's young enough that I guess you can try. You know, it's not that thing where you flip, try and flip the switch, and it ruins a guy. If he's young enough, they can figure out whether it's good for him or not. Well, it's like it's not like he's going to be going back. You know, in the same season, it's like right. this, this, well, he'll be going to the pen, but he won't be then being asked to start in the right, same in season. This season right. So it won't be a yo-yo. It'll yeah. Be, and like the reason why I like think of that, and like kind of why I got that idea, is because um, that's kind of how St. Louis does it. You know, mm-hmm. and they kind of like get their young stud starters, their feet wet a little early in high leverage situations, but mm. in situations where you're not asking them to give you seven innings, but maybe three outs, you mm. know? So it's it's good for the mentality of those guys to get into that, that, that type of uh, situation, but yet not having the wear and tear on the arm by having to ask them to be a starter. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, Another thing in that... Um, 
that Tuesday game that Kershaw started. The Dodgers, they home in the 11th straight game. And that was the first time they've done that since 09, 11 straight. So that was good. You wanna, I don't know how much time's gone by. You want to maybe talk about the other Red Menace in... Uh... Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can, I mean, you got to be quite excited. I mean, who calls a game better than Vince Scully? Yeah. And it's just a sad time that this is his last thing. It's a uh, nice go around. You know, if you when you go to the stadium, he uh, after the during the seventh inning stretch, after they do uh, take me out of the ball game two times in a row, after the second time through, they're kind of easing back into the bottom of the seventh, and uh, people in the loge will scream up to him, "Hey, Vin," and he'll kind of wave over and clap his hands and yeah. do a little something and it's uh it's really nice to see how you know it's i don't know if they show it on television but almost every game he does that yeah. it's uh he's one of those guys in la that like you think like oh i wouldn't yeah, i'd kind of break down if i met you know what i mean you wouldn't know if you met him it's like you're in kind of you wouldn't know how to react he's an icon you know yeah yeah he really you know, truly he, is it's like you think baseball and you think yeah. of the guys that called it. Although he has been doing it this way since the beginning, there are there are very few tapes, but there's something on uh, online of him calling a game against the Cubs in say '56 or something. Some station in upstate New York recorded it just to play it a Brooklyn Dodger game for their audience in upstate. So that tape exists, and he's his voice sounds much higher, but it basic <laughs> it's the same. Um, That's a pretty good Vin. It's a young Vin. That's the uh, the same cadence. It's saying, "Why don't you come on out and blah, blah, bring a donut and a thing?" And, <laughs> and it's better than a day at the races or whatever, you know. But it was basically that down home. And I mean, I guess he was working with uh, Red Barber at the time, so it was a down homeness. But he's been honing this style. It isn't just this gentlemanly older guy he's been doing this his whole career but telling the story from a very sort of uh you know uh from from the comfort of uh, a fireside chat sort oh, of thing yeah, you know definitely. what i mean it's, he's always had that vibe so it's good to know we're seeing him still you're getting the real vin in this he's still you know? locked in too yeah. he still oh, yeah. calls a great game yeah, slip-ups yeah. now and there again but i mean if i'm yeah, half on, as on. shop Yes, right. at 88. Exactly, as he I mean, is. And it's he's, like, and he's you know, ridiculous. he's you know, he's got papers all over the place and monitors, and oh, yeah. and he's he's telling the story because baseball's exciting, just the way we the way we think it's exciting. Yeah, and he's That's, a storyteller. He came up yeah. on the radio, and he still calls the game like he is on the radio. Well, he kind of double shifts. They play his yes. his call he, of a television game is so vivid that yes. they can play it on the radio. You know, that is tremendous. Um, and no color guy. He's color and play by play and audio and video amazing yeah i wonder if he gets two checks should i mean this last he, last season might as well he takes two cars home that's it. <laughs> two limos <laughs> oh boy uh so just kind of looking looking ahead to this coming week coming up here uh the dodgers they have an off day monday right and then uh who they got coming up here Oh, yeah, we got Cincinnati for three coming to the ravine. They don't have Todd Frazier anymore, right? That's true. So how are they in doing? In fact, good. these are good teams. All these teams in have In fact, hitters, you know, in that yeah. Todd Frazier trade, the Dodgers acted as a go-between in that, and that's the trade where we got Trace Thompson. Mm. So there you go. There you have it. Uh, so well, then so. Uh, then they will travel to New York to face your, your hometown Mets, mm. to, uh, and they'll play the late game next Sunday. So... Um, Oh, yeah. That'll be good to see. So we'll be coming on right after that next Sunday, uh, May 29th. 
you want to tell anybody your Twiddle handle, uh, just in case? Because a lot of people don't see it written down there. Right. They're just listening, so maybe you want to uh, give it out there. Just to let people know if they the, want to uh, say, "Hey, you did a great job." Oh, that'd be nice. Well, yeah. I could give, give uh, just uh, I'll give you the UPC code to this Apple, and uh, it unlocks a whole world of no. I uh, just the name, I guess, at Twitter. At Carrie Lou. Sure. Yes. Yeah, I, I think believe that's so. What it is. Yeah. Hey, gang! Thanks for listening to us on another edition of Dodgers Rap 360 for Carrie Lou. I am Mike Conley. Thanks for tuning in, Dodger fans. Go Dodgers! Go out to a baseball game, everybody. Do it! From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.